0: You're listening to The Ripple Makers Show, deep dive stories and confessions with inspirational thought leaders from within The Ripple Makers Academy.
1: This show will share with you the winning insights behind how real thought leaders and movement makers react when the shit really hits the fan.
0: Watch out for insightful episodes launched every Friday covering how these inspirational thought leaders have learned the hard way to become the go-to experts in their industry.
1: Hosted by... Ripple maker, Sammy Blindell.
0: And the success pilot, Grant morell Let's go. Hello and welcome to today's show. Grant, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great, fantastic, Sammy. I'm really feeling great. And um, I'm super excited because this is a great day for making ripples. And also, yeah, I'm very, very excited also about today's guest
0: you and me both my goodness uh, I mean we've got the amazing Deborah Sophia Magdalene on with us shortly she is an inspirational speaker she's an author digital nomad and one of the UK's leading evolutionaries so I'm very excited to hear more from our lovely Deborah shortly but before we do Grant what did you learn this week what have you learned over the last seven days
1: Ooh, what have I learned over the last seven days the thing The thing that comes to mind most is I was on a training course, training some people. And as you do, you're helping the students, you're helping them out. And just two minutes I spent with one guy. At the end of that day, getting a cup of tea, the guy comes up to me and says, Grant, thank you so much. You helped me today. And I said, I did. What did I do? And and apparently everybody was working on this process and they were talking very generic. I must have picked up on something and... Where well, he wasn't getting anywhere. I just said anything, anything generic, anything at all, or anything specific. Now, apparently, he went, yeah, there is in his mind. And he said, he described it like a chisel against, you know, against ice. He said, you just broke into something which allowed the rest of the day to open it up. And I said, I did that? He said, yeah. And to Be honest, I didn't even remember doing it. Which got me thinking how many times in everybody's life are we going out there just doing what we do, thinking nothing special of it, but it's touching people's lives and we don't even know it. Now, he was a vocal person. I was, you know, in a training room with him. I bumped into him. He mentioned it. How many people are we doing this to, even with things like this now, who we may never even speak to? We may never meet. We may never get to hear from. And some people just. They don't vocalize. it; They keep it inside. Yet you're still creating that ripple.
0: I think that's amazing, Grant. What a great lesson. And I mean, they do say that you only ever know of around 1% of the impact that you'll ever make.
1: Right, exactly. So that's really what I learned this week. So uh, what What about you, you, Sammy? What did you learn this week?
0: Oh, what did I learn this week? Um, I think the biggest thing that I learned this week was it was more of a reminder. I was reminded about how important it is to reach out for help when I need it. I've been struggling for ages with something and oh gosh, I've easily wasted, easily wasted hours on searching for the answer to this thing. In the end, I got so fed up of looking that I suddenly thought to myself, I wonder if the ripple makers would have the answer to this. Within minutes of posting this freaking question in the community, I had three people answer me like within minutes. And I thought I've been wasting hours (laughs) trying to search for the answer for this. And I really could have kicked myself for not having reached out sooner. So there's a big lesson in that. Why don't we ask for help, Grant? What is it with us, you know, strong minded leaders that we we forget to ask for help?
1: Well, it's, you're not alone, Sammy. It's that old chestnut, isn't it? I mean, and I've, I've certainly done that on a number of occasions, Done that, not asked for help. And then when you eventually have, you've realized, why didn't I just do that sooner, save myself all the hassle and just make life easier? Yeah, I'm no stranger to that. But of course, we learned. So that's that's what you've learned in the last week. Good
0: stuff. We have, we have you know, it's it is all about asking for help. And well, speaking of asking for help, the fabulous thought leader that we've got on today's show is on a big mission to help thousands of people all around the world to raise their frequency and raise their game. So shall we bring her on, Grant?
1: I think we should, it's time. I
0: think we should, I think we should. All right, fabulous. Well, I'm delighted to welcome the amazing Deborah Sophia to today's show. She is globally known as the Frequency Alchemist, which we're going to dig into a little later. She's one of my co-authors in the Laura Brand Attraction two book, which I'm super excited to dig in more to during the show. And she's also the trailblazer behind an incredible program that opens transformational doorways for you to raise your frequency and empower yourself to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. Now, Deborah, you've been in business for years and years. Let's get stuck straight in. Tell us about your greatest oh shit moments.
2: Well. My greatest one, I think, was when I was actually traveling. Um, You know, when I was 50, I decided to sell my house, give everything away and be a nomad so that I could have some fun. And I was traveling in Bolivia at the time. It was 2014. I was in La Paz in Bolivia and I was only there for a few days en route to uh, do a tour of uni salt plats. And I thought, I'll go to the tourist information office and find out what there is to see here. So I'm walking down the street and um, I see another woman and she's reading a map and she approaches me. And the two of them are walking down and she said, where are you going? I said, oh, the tourist information office. She said, that's where I'm going as well. So I said, "Okay, we can walk together. So we're walking down the street and then a man approaches us from across the square. And uh, he asks to see our documents. He wanted to see passport and credit cards and he showed us his identification, said he was the tourist police and he was checking up on tourists in the area. I thought, oh, okay. He explains that they've had a lot of scams with credit card fraud and we need to accompany him to the station. And the woman's saying, oh, yeah, this is normal for here. This happens all the time. So, you know, we go along with her and he hails a taxi down. We get in the taxi. We start heading out and I'm saying... Donde Where is the station? You know, and um, and then he starts getting very nasty and he starts demanding my documents in the car and I refuse. I say no. And the woman is there handing over her passport, handing over her credit cards, he asks her to write down the code for her, you know, PIN number and I'm saying no, don't do that, don't do that. You, do, you never give those to anyone. And she said, "Oh no, it's okay. This is normal. It's the, you know, it's the police, and they just check that everything's okay." And so I was like, "No way. Uh, you, if you want any of my documents, you you will do that at the police station." And then he started getting very aggressive. And so there's a taxi driver there that was a female. He was sitting up on his, um, he was kneeling up on the front seat. Are you and not
0: literally terrified. I mean, Grant, like, <laughs> can you imagine what <laughs> that must be like? <laughs>
1: I'm just shaking my head thinking, you're in a foreign country, you hardly know anyone, you've met someone who appears to be a friend, and then this happens, and you're thinking, how did I just arrive in this? Everything was okay like 10 minutes ago, right?
2: Well, he had beads of perspiration. and He was so angry because I wouldn't give him his, my documents. And I said to him, you do not intimidate me. You, ca- you cannot frighten me you take me to the police station or you let me out and he really didn't know what to do with me and the taxi sort of after a few minutes the taxi swerved into the side I jumped out and I'm saying to the, the woman you know in the back seat quick quick come out come out and anyway the the taxi just sped off with the door still open and I thought oh my god what just happened right I'm, like, in the middle of nowhere, no idea where I am. And, um, you know, fortunately, I still had my documents with me, but he had taken out of my bag my iPad charger and my um, external battery pack. Um, I didn't know he'd done that. He'd sort of, like, sleight of hand, so he'd, like, robbed it from me whilst I was in the car. But I was just grateful that I still had my documents with me, and that was all okay. like? right. My goodness, yeah. me. I, I headed back into town, went to one of the tourist um, uh, tour to agencies to book my ticket to uni, told them what had happened and said, should I go to the police to report this? He said, there's no point. He said, this is a, a scam which has been going for 15 years and the police are in on it. Oh, oh my God. So wow. the woman that was in the car, what happened to her? She was part of the scam. What? She was all part of the scam. The taxi driver's part of the scam, the fake policeman and the fake tourist. It's all uh, coordinated. So
1: her showing a credit card, that's social proof, right? She's yeah. The yeah. Card. Look, I'm giving my credit all NLP, card. It's okay. isn't it? You should do the same, right? Yeah.
2: That's right. But because I know who I was and because I was standing firmly in my sovereignty, there's no way anybody's going to mess me about. Right, and and they said to me at the tourist information office, you were very not in, sorry in the uh, tour agency. You're very, very lucky. He said a lot of people get robbed at gunpoint; they have everything taken off them—the money, the documents. Uh, they're threatened with the life. He you said you're very, very lucky. But I knew that I was protected. I call my angels in. I'm
1: very I mean, very well. <laughs> Well, we shit
0: well. <laughs> uh you know and for anybody listening in today i would imagine that if anything has happened to them like this that uh, they'll be tuning in and, and giving us that story in fact we'd love to hear from you if you have a story like this uh, but also if something happens in future You know exactly what to do.
2: Well, I've I've called my angels in on more than one occasion, Sammy, and it never, ever fails. I remember coming back through France up the motorway and the steering just completely went in the car, had no control over it, uh, doing 60 mile an hour in the the centre lane. And it just veered across the road. I tried to correct it. The car went into a spin. I just went, angels protection now. We hit the central reservation and, and then it parked perfectly on the hard shoulder. And the airbags had gone off and everything. I thought, oh, my God, what just happened? But there wasn't a scratch on the car. I was all right. The car was a write-off. But it was just one of those letting go processes. And in business, you know, it's a good lesson because we have to surrender and we have to be able to to trust and let go of what, you know, it's all part of um, a divine orchestrated plan to teach us to walk in that path of trust goodness me
0: so angels protection now that's that's the the three words call me like they're calling the superheroes
1: (laughs) something tells me you practiced that once or twice before
2: (laughs) that that was the first time ever that i'd needed to use it really yeah and it was really strange because it's like everything had gone into slow motion as the car was turning and it was like oh wow i could die here and i had no yeah I absolutely no fear at all and the only thought that went through in my mind was oh I'll miss the children if I do go now but I had no fear. Wow
0: I mean that that's an incredible place to be in because uh, you know death and public speaking are probably two of the biggest fears that people have as they go through life. Uh, Grant, I mean, you must have experienced um, hypnotizing people through the public spirit, the public speaking pains and yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah, I mean that's a significant trauma, Deborah, that you could that you could have taken through everything that you do. Uh, you know, I mean, it's quite severe, isn't it? And think of the amount know, of people that go through. That challenge, and they just take it silently through
1: life. I think it's amazing that you you've taken that in a certain way, that it was just so positive. You you didn't panic at the time. You took the right action. You said, you know, call for angel protection now. You've done that, and you was calm, and it worked. And you're telling the story yeah. so calmly now, and it sounds like you just had complete, you know, Throughout both of those instances, you, you were t- in total control. Well, I've I've
2: been fortunate to um, in this lifetime to have emotional mastery, and it's an area that I've done a lot of work on. In you know, through training with world leaders, NLP, I consciously choose my thoughts rather than being a victim of what's going on around me.
0: And that's a that's a, a place that I think every business owner would love to be in, isn't it? To be able to consciously choose your thoughts. So Where did that come from, though, Deborah? I mean, we're going to dig in. We're going to co- go to some music shortly, and then come back to to dig into your story a little bit deeper. But you know, where did that come from? Who who are you modelling that ha- that is is using that philosophy in their life?
2: I think originally it came from um, Tony Robbins, you know, I went to see Tony Robbins in 1993 and uh, I'd taken my husband down to Birmingham to see him because he was in a deep depression, he had uh, like ME. And I knew I had to do something to change his mindset. And so I bought us tickets. I didn't have the money to do it. I just got it on the credit card, which was a significant investment back then for us because, like, we weren't earning a lot I'll of say, money. It's not,
0: it's not a cheap experience, is it, Tony Robbins? No,
2: it wasn't. And um, he wasn't. He hadn't worked for two years. I was running my secretarial business, and I got my sister to look after the children. But on the first night, we did the firewalk. And we learned to turn our fear into power and to have control over the emotions. And the strategies that I learned there were life-changing. But going heading forward, um, I always remember Tony Robbins saying that no matter what happens to you in life, he said, shit happens to everybody. He said, it's how you deal with the shit that makes a difference, the meaning that you give to it. So fast forward to 2004 when uh, I find out that my husband's leaving me for another woman I knew that I had the opportunity to respond rather than react so rather than responding I took a step back and I thought how do I want this to play out do I want to fight for my marriage or do I want to part amicably and and that's what i chose because i just felt that it had run its course i'd met him when i was 16 i was now 44 the relationship had run its course and i know that that was part of my awakening process and it took me 2 days to come up with an empowering meaning for my me husband trading me in for a younger model because i could have looked at it like that right and that's what my friends were looking at, at it as and i said no no he's doing me a favor and and i dug deep and i came up with the meaning that he set me free. I can now become the person that I'm destined to be. So every time I felt him leaving me, it was like, oh, wow, I can now become the person that I'm destined to be. And I got so excited. And he said to me, you're taking this rather well, aren't you? I said, well, what do you want me to do? Collapse, go into a heap. <laughs> you know, I've got to keep it all together. We've got children. I've got to get on with my life. Oh, That's wow. a
1: lovely way to see it. It's a lovely way to look at it. Yes, is, you're, you're, there, finding there. The pos- you're finding the find the positives in it. What could be good about this situation, right? And, uh...
2: Absolutely. And I decided to go through the divorce without a single argument, to have a fair financial settlement, to be his friend, to be her friend, to have an extended family, and that's exactly what happened.
1: That's a rare outcome and a, and a great outcome in a, in a sticky situation.
2: But I believe that we create our outcomes through our thoughts and through our intentions. And when we are clear on that, and when we recognize ourselves as sovereign beings, that are recreating our reality in every single moment with every single thought, then you're a conscious creator and you can create anything you want.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, we're going to just take a music break now. You have a little bit of a chill for a few minutes and then we'll be back to dive into How exactly Deborah does that? Guys, we'll see you in a few minutes. Welcome back! Welcome back! We are ready to dive into the next part of Deborah's story. This is like I'm on the edge of my seat. What did Deborah do next? Grant, are you feeling that same way?
1: I, I am. It's a, I'm you look like so, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, I mean, all this happened to you. So, I mean, what, what was? You, I mean, did did this ever turn you off of traveling at any point?
2: No, never. I absolutely love traveling, and I've just had the most extraordinary experiences. Wow. Yeah. So.
1: So now I've got what happened next? What was the next thing?
2: Well, after La Paz, I I sort of went on a tour of uni and then I stayed in um, a place and I went up, uh, I was in Sucre and I walked up this mountain and there was this pack of wild dogs there. And as I was walking past them, they started to attack me. And and there were, I think there were about seven of them in the pack and there were two leaders that were really vicious and they were trying to bite me. And I had just finished reading the night before Paul Coelho's book oh, um, called book. The Pilgrim. right? Oh, and, and he's talking about when he's on the road to Santiago and how he gets attacked by a wild dog and how he turns into a wild dog, right, in order to fight this wild dog. And I thought... I need to be a wild dog. So these these dogs were behind me and they were like going for me and I turned around and I just went,
0: Aah!
2: And they sort of backed off. And, the, and I just turned around and walked on and the two of them came for me again and I just turned around and I was a wild dog. And I found this resource within me that I didn't know existed. And it's so interesting because we have all these archetypes that we can tap into. And we can tap into these at any time. And this is what I love about reading books. We can be inspired. We can hear stories from people. And somebody might be listening to this and thinking, oh my God, Deborah turned into a wild dog and I'm one of the most gentle people you can meet. But we have everything inside us that we can actually turn into and so I just went up the mountain and I called my angels in for protection I should have done that at the start shouldn't I but I found a stake in case you know are there any more wild dogs up there on the mountain and by the time I came back they'd gone.
0: I think um had I had your experiences I'd be questioning what my purpose was this lifetime (laughs) (laughs) I think it's to build resilience (laughs)
1: You certainly kept your angels busy, that's for sure. But, um, <laughs> oh but my gosh. but, so you're just calling in these resources, right? You're just tapping into the resource you need at that moment in time.
2: Yeah, that's right. And and the, I, I was also on the the, the shores of Lake Titicaca, and I was staying in a in a hostel there, and I'd gone for a shower. The shower was wet, and I just went flying and landed on my back and on my coccyx. And oh my God, I was in so much pain. I was winded, I felt sick, I thought I'm gonna pass out. I just lay on my bed and I was sweating profusely and I just laid still for two for, for one day. But then I remembered my friend Skip who had a broken back and he said that he he cured his broken back by movement. Which goes against all the advice that the doctors give you. You know, they wanted to be in traction and everything, but because I'd listened to his story and how he'd healed his broken back, I thought I need to move, and and I booked um, a boat trip to go over the over the water to the Isle of the Sun and at the island of the Sun, and I got there and my heart sank. Oh my God, talk about an no oh shit moment, because I was I got off the boat and the only way into the houses was up these steep steps and it was like going on and on and on I thought oh my god how am I going to do that in this, this pain but I thought well I've just got to I've just got to take it one step at a time one step at a time and that's what I did I had rather than focusing on the pain I focused on where I was going the destination I could see it on the top of the hill you know the the little house that I was going to stay at and there's no transport on the island at all. And so I just stayed there for the night. The next morning, I set off and walked round the island and, you know, walked round one way and walked round the other way. And that really, really helped the pain. So, you know, when we're in these situations, we have choices that we can make that either empower us or disempower us. So That's it a- seems
1: to me that these steps, you focused on what you wanted as opposed to what you didn't want. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love
0: that. And and how brilliant is that, that you listen to Skip's story? I know Skip well. I used to go and stay with Skip in London many years ago. Um, and, and yes, to hear somebody else's story, to then remind you, ah, this is a strategy that I can now use. Which I hope that many of you that are listening in today are getting tons of strategies that you can use in your life and business. I know I certainly am. Uh, Deborah, like what happened next? Because you've gone on to you're you're not travelling. Well, I don't think anyone in the world is really travelling right now. But you're you're really embedded in the heart of delivering programs and support for many many business owners all over the world so like tell us what you're doing now because all of those moments have led to the moment that you're in now tell us about what you're doing
2: so all my work is about helping people to raise a frequency um you know I'd actually gone out over to Peru originally to do a retreat in the Amazon rainforest and I, you know whilst I was there I saw life so differently I saw the nature of reality, I could see how every thought is a seed of creation, how, how thought creates geometry and brings it into the physical. And this is why the emotional mastery is so important, this is why mastery of your thoughts and your intention is so important. And uh, so all my work is connected with helping people to raise the frequency raise the vibration because when you do that you raise your game which is the title of the chapter that I wrote in The Law of Brand Attraction 2. And so my work is focused on on three different areas. Um for many years I've been talk, teaching people how to be happy because like when you think about it, what do people want deep down? Money doesn't happy. buy you happiness. Right? Happy's they want to be happy. Joy fulfillment,
0: isn't happy. it? Guys and girls listening in, what do you want from life?
2: Yeah, so I do talks on how to be happy and I've delivered those for many different types of groups from school groups to business networks to groups of Asian women to groups of carers. You know, and it's a a talk that's really adaptable. So teaching people how to be happy in seven simple steps. Um, I also, when I came back from Peru, um, I was offering free hugs at the yoga show in Manchester. Oops, that's my... Healing program just finished I feel uh, like the angels are chipping in Right now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, and So I was offering free hugs at the yoga show In Manchester and a friend gave me A drop of peppermint oil And that one drop of peppermint oil changed my life It was like Wow what is this And I could feel that one drop working For two and a half hours I had really sore knees after doing all the mountaineering In Peru And uh, she gave me um, Deep Blue Rub and I put that on my knees and all the pain went away. And my intuition was telling me to buy a set of oils and I didn't have any money. I'd had to borrow £500 because I'd lost all my money whilst whilst I was travelling in an investment that just went wrong, which was all part of the letting go and all part of me being able to create from scratch, because that's one of the skills I've developed, being able to create businesses with no money down and to be successful so I always follow my intuition so my intuition saying buy a set of oils buy a set of oils and at first like the little voice in the head saying yeah but you can't buy a set of oils when you owe Paul 500 quid and then the other voice is saying Yes, you can. Just do it. <laughs>
0: so, so it's like, oh, the fuck that's it. Let's just do it. <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I really shouldn't. Oh, yes, you should.
2: <laughs> so I bought a set of oils, I, and, and those became a big part of my life, and and it turned into a business. And I've been running my essential oil business now for six years. Um, but then Paul and I split up in 2017, and I thought, well, I'm still in the early stages of my business. Uh, It's not bringing in an income yet. I have no money for mortgage. I have no money for rent. I have barely enough for food. Um, And so, what would be a creative solution? And so, I just set the intention for the answer to come to me, and then it popped in: house and pet sitting. (laughs) Because if I'm a house and pet sitter, I have no mortgage. I have no bills. And so, I just said, literally,
0: a wherever I lay my hat, freedom strategy, isn't it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so I just thought, I just need to tell people. And the third person I told on the same day said, well, I'm going away on the 1st of January, bearing in mind that this is December. And I said to Paul, I'll move out on the 1st of January. And then I'm thinking, oh, shit, where am I going to go? What am I (laughs) going (laughs) to do? And then it just drops in. So she's going away on the 1st of January till the 22nd of February. So that was my first pet sit experience. Whilst I was there, I get a call from a friend... Um, who's in, she was in um, Spain at the time, saying, so in you Manchester. I know a, pe- a house um, lady who's just been let down by a, a pet sitter who's broken her leg so she can't walk the dog. Do you want to go and do that one? And it was starting on the exact same day in the afternoon that the other lady was coming back. Wow. So I knew it was divinely orchestrated. And then I ended up going to Turkey for five weeks with my friend, uh, who'd got me that sit and me did a house in Turkey and just had so much fun and when I came back to the UK um, I did another few sits and then I thought you know what I'm providing a really valuable service here and I need to value that service and All the time that I'm looking after the animals and the house and the garden, that's taking time away from me, creating an income with my essential oil business. So I started to charge for my service and set it up as a business. Hugs House and Pet Sitting Service. And I just created a Facebook page and the work flooded in and it became so successful that I had more work than I could handle. So rather than turning it away, I turned it into an agency and had other people that I knew and trusted to do jobs that I couldn't do. And then I would take a, a cut and they would take a cut. So everybody was happy. And then...
0: I'm doing this all from a Facebook page? No website, just from a Facebook page?
2: Just Facebook page and word of mouth recommendation. I didn't have a website. I didn't do any marketing everything Facebook and what I would would do is Facebook lives as I might walk in the dogs and people got to know me as a a pet sitter and the essential oil queen so you know I had those two strands going and then obviously last year world events changed and it's like oh all my work just cancelled overnight because people couldn't travel but leading up to that my ex-husband had been diagnosed with um with a tumor brain tumor And he was coming to end of life. And so it meant that, you know, when lockdown came last year, um, I was actually in the Burnley area. I'd moved in with my father because all my work had cancelled. And it meant that I was here to be local, you know, to support family and and also to go through that grieving process myself. And so I went through um, like a couple of months of doing nothing. I didn't do my essential oil business. I did nothing. I just like was really still really calm and of course when we do that we create a vacuum in the universe which is then filled okay and then a friend sent me a video about frequency technology and i got tingles all down my spine all the hairs of my neck were standing up because i know that everything in the universe is frequency energy vibration and i could just see all the dots connecting And I spent 48 hours researching and the more I researched, the more excited I became. And I didn't have any money again, but I got my credit card out and I bought a device and I invested £2,500 in my device. And within four weeks, I was in profit and I got a free device. And I just shared it with a few friends who got really excited about it and they wanted to share it as well. And so just within a 12-month period, I've now got a global business. I now offer quantum frequency sessions on Zoom to people all over the world. And through going through your program as well, uh, Sammy, it's inspired me to set up my own training for practitioners, frequency practitioners, helping them to be more confident and competent in using the technology with their clients as soon as possible so they can get a quick return on their investment. And then going back to what you taught us about, you know, what's your big big vision mine is to i'm building a global movement to raise the vibration of 10 million souls and i can do that through supporting the practitioner community because then my ripple of impact is okay. greater yeah. oh my goodness Beautiful. deborah
0: like we could hear from we could just talk to deborah all day couldn't we grant
1: <laughs> oh, honestly i'm just sitting here listening to this taking it there's so many nuggets in that so many
0: There's nugget after nugget after nugget. And, oh, my God, well, we're going to just have to get Deborah back on the show. I think so. I I have a feeling there's a few more stories. (laughs) Yeah, one or two. (laughs) This amazing woman. Deborah. thank you so much for coming on and, and so honestly and vulnerably sharing what you've shared with us today. I mean, it's just this show is packed with so many ideas and strategies on all different levels. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and connect with you after this show, um, to either maybe interview you because you've got such a great story, or to work with you, or to learn more about the frequency device and the way that you're using the oils, how would they reach you?
2: Uh, probably the easiest way is through Facebook. I've got um, I'm on there as Deborah Sophia Magdalene, and it's Deborah G E B R A Sophia with an F Magdalene. Uh, I've got well, several pages on there. Note. I've got the Frequency Alchemist um, Facebook page and YouTube channel, uh, but I've also got a social tap, um, you know, link which has got all my links in there. So, so it's make social sure you tap
0: give that to us, just yeah. To everyone and everyone it's
2: right. just forward slash Deborah Sophia Magdalene with initial capitals, and so it, I'm easy to find. Just Google me, you'll find me awesome
0: all right well wow what a guest for today's show deborah thank you so much for joining us Uh, grant is there anything you'd like to add in before we finish up today
1: just just that that was a real eye opener and that was great and there were so many light bulbs going off through that and i really mean that 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 was that was fantastic
2: thank you for the opportunity to come on and and share my stories you know i do this just to inspire people because you never know you know like what you were saying at the beginning grant you never know Who's listening and what one nugget can make to many people?
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It is all about that ripple of impact. And you have been an incredible ripple of impact for us and all of our listeners today. Deborah, thank you very much. And uh, well, we we'll look forward to seeing you on a future show. Thank good. you. Thank you for joining us on today's Ripple Makers show. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you.
1: Please do share a positive review about what you got from listening to The Ripple Makers Show today. And join us again next Friday to hear how our next global thought leader dealt with a situation that almost cost them their life and business.
0: Remember, you're brilliant, you're resilient, and you are the one drop that can make the difference that only you can make. You've already got inside of you exactly what it takes to make your greatest ripple of impact. So keep rippling and we'll see you very soon why not join us at our next ripple fest event ripple fest is a one week online business festival where you can meet fellow ripple makers just like the ripple makers you meet on this podcast from all over the world come and meet them live come and collaborate with them connect with them support each other let's champion each other to get your business out there to raise your visibility to raise your game and to raise money for great causes at the same time simply book at www.ripplefestquest.com. that's www.ripplefestquest.com. see you there